right, hey guys, welcome back to episode. Uh, is it six or seven? Six, I think it's. I think it's six. But either way, it's good to be back. Yeah, after yeah. the took a quick week off, but uh, a lot of stuffs happened in the sports world since we took a week off. Obviously, mm-hmm. and we, in the real world, you had a, yeah in the real world too. But we're talking sports today. Um, we took a week off last week. Parker had some school stuff. You know that mm-hmm. we're students first. We're student podcasters. Student yes. comes first. Exactly. So I had a I had a test that I had to take. Yes, and we didn't want to interfere. I don't want to interfere with his grades. <laughs> yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. But uh, we have a pretty good show today. We have uh, – shout out to the listeners, by the way. You guys spam the comment section. Yes. We're gonna that was awesome. To, we're going to try and get to every single question today. But um, the first thing I think we should start off with, uh, the NBA. NBA is back. Yes, sir. Finally. So I think I heard today that they're moving the start date up to July 30th. Yes. Now. The, and the timeline is basically they're going to play. Um, well, first off, they're only inviting 22 teams back, right? Yes. So it's um, 20, 22 teams were being invited back, 13 from the West, nine from the East. Um, they only invited back the teams with like a realistic shot of making the eight seed. And then obviously yeah, exactly. the teams that are already inside of that. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other things. They're expanding the playoff roster from 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's still a lot of players like undecided on whether or not they want to play. Um, this is all in Orlando, <laughs> yeah, Disney World. Exactly. You know what I was thinking about too? So the timeline that follows, it's talking about starting the playoffs late September, early October. Or they'll be playing that be finals, I think, early October, right? The last possible day of the 2020 season would be October 12th. Yeah, so early fall, and then they're planning on starting the next season early December. Yes. Um, and they want, they want to go back to regular schedule for the NBA. So yeah, end so, in, uh, you know, June. Yeah, what they were – what the like the key dates that were shown, um, August 25th is the draft lottery. October 15th would be the NBA draft. And then December 1st would be the start of the 2020-2021 uh, season. Yeah, that's and a quick turnaround. They're going to shorten that season probably to kind of go back <laughs> to the regular schedule of how it would be on a calendar year. Like the lockout um, season, right? Yeah. And the lockout season, um, <clears throat> if I, honestly, the lockout season was one of the, one of the more fun playoffs too. That was well, the um, – He's That's when D-Rose got first. hurt, bro. Only because D-Rose got hurt. Yeah, was that the Heat's first or oh, second title? That was their first. Their first with the, with the Thunder? Yeah, that was. I think so. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, a shortened NBA season wouldn't be a big deal. No, I, I think it's a quick turnaround having, you know, they've had this time off, you know, to recover from the season that they've had so far. But they're basically going to have – two months off and then go straight and they're going to have to cut the preseason down and they're going to have to go straight into the regular season for some teams, some players that like LeBron uh, or like Kawhi who've made deep playoff runs and will make one this year too. I, I think so. And next year. And then you have to keep in mind the Olympics got pushed back to next year too. And the NBA is as big of a game globally as it's ever been. So, and, you know, European teams and all these teams from around the world are starting to become really good teams. So the U.S. still has to put out 
a pretty good team. Like they can't just have bums on the squad. Yeah, completely. I don't. I don't see a lot of people, a lot of good players who make deep playoff runs playing on that team. And I can see a lot of injuries, like the D Rose injury. Like, you know, some people said that it was because of the shortened season that might have caused something on his legs or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I think it's asking a lot on the players who already are complaining about the regular schedule. You know. Yeah. Um. The issue with load management is absolutely going to come into play. Uh, yeah, not not with the playoffs, but coming into next year, because if they're anticipating on playing in the Olympics, they're gonna want to still like preserve themselves a little bit if they're planning on making a deep playoff run and um, playing in like playing in the summer as well. So yeah, exactly. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, that's still a while away from becoming like an actual conversation, but it's kind of yeah. a thought. Because. I'm not complaining, you know. I'm just excited basketball is back. But oh, that's. I think that's the biggest thing with the players. They just wanted to play. They were anxious, and what I like is that the board of board of owners and the players thought of a plan, agreed on it, and they seem to all get along with it pretty well. Yeah, the, the exact what the MLB is doing. So exactly. huge round of applause to the NBA for getting something set in stone. So I'm happy for that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, but you know, there's been some stuff today coming out about players not wanting to play, and I've heard a lot of the players who are deciding not to play are part of that those fringe teams that may not make the playoffs. Like Lamarcus Aldridge decided to go through, go ahead and have his surgery, um, which basically puts him out for the year, and he made that choice to yeah. not play. Um, Damian Lillard's talking about not playing. So, yeah, I think it I, might it could be a weird ending to the season, but I think once the playoffs start, nobody's going to care. Yeah, I no. think that the little play-in for the eight seed is going to be very weird. It's going to be kind of awkward to get used to. Yeah. Just seeing that. but um, <clears throat> It's going to be the Grizzlies and Pelicans, though, right? Hopefully. Um, Zion. They're both in the West. Yeah. The eight seed in the West. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you're saying, well, those are be the two teams that are really going to be competing for it. Yeah, you're talking about the plan, right, for the eight seed. Yeah, because um, the East still has one with the uh, Wizards and Magic, I believe. Oh yeah, I don't care about that one. Yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> nah, Zion versus Shaw. That's, That's what absolutely we see. Though, that everybody wants to see. Um, another fun thing. So obviously, there's not going to be any fans in Orlando at this point. So Shams tweeted the other day that they might uh, they might use 2K sounds and like sound effects in the broadcast. Yeah, it'd be goofy. And I watched a little bit of a uh, Bundesliga broadcast with no fans, and they like pumped in crowd noise into the broadcast. Sounds very real. So I'm all really? for. It. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be a pretty good idea. We'll see. I feel like the thing that made playoff basketball so cool was like the fan red out or blackout or white out. Exactly. That's what's really cool. Um, my the only so we'll question, see. the only question I have about the playoffs is uh, if specific states are going to get into phase five if there was like a vaccine made or like allow a certain amount of capacity, are they going to be allowed to move the venues once the playoffs start? Two home and away, like home arenas, or is this all going to be in Orlando? 
I, I can't see them doing that. They've already got this plan in, set in stone. And they're, they're already starting to move some pieces. No point. Yeah. But they've already all, already agreed to playing in Orlando for the rest of the season. They're, it'd be a luxury to be able to move out of Orlando, but I think they're just happy to play, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Um, but it'll be a really weird end of the year, especially with no fans. Yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited to see who wins. And if, uh, if you guys haven't already, listen to our last podcast where uh, me and Coop give our takes on MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year, and NBA Champions, right? Yes. Um, so let's do, let's actually do one quick little pick here. Who do we think gets the eighth seed in the West? Um, so are the, the Grizzlies are up how many games? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I'm going to pull up the standings really quick. Um, I know the Grizzlies have the eight. I think the Pelicans are right behind and I think it goes Spurs, uh, Kings and Blazers and Suns or something like that, but none of those teams are going to make it. I think it's really between those, uh, Grizzlies, and, hold up. Oh. Grizzlies and Pelicans. Grizzlies, actually, the Blazers are three and a half back. Pelicans are also three and a half. Same with the Kings. And then the Spurs are the last team in. Yeah, I think, I think the Grizzlies will take it. Yeah, Honestly. I think so, too. Um, I could see the I don't Pelicans think, making a push, but yeah, I think the Grizzlies I, I don't think they're going to force Zion or any of their young players to do something and risk injury, though. Yeah. Um, if it comes down to it, but mm-hmm. so my pick is Grizzlies. Yep, same. I think that's the reasonable choice. Um, yeah. And then in the East, what it's only Magic and Wizards, and Magic have a five and a half game lead. Yeah, so the Wizards, yeah. like, if I were Bradley Beal, I'd just like if he had. I don't know if he was hurt. But if he was, I'd just sit out. I'd just be like, no. Yeah. Was him. Yeah. Like especially even if John Wall miraculously came back, which I don't think he even planned on it. Um, <clears throat> not worth it for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just excited to have it back. Anyways, um, other sports are back. The PGA was back on today. I watched mm-hmm. a lot of it. I did not watch any of it, but. Um, I'm just counting down the days till basketball comes back. No, I feel that. Um, so, do you want to get right into the questions? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, we let's got our Q&A segment here. Basically, what we did is we had our listeners comment questions, and it's anything. Just ask us any question. Um, a lot of them are sports-related. Some of them, not so much. But we'll we take all the questions. Yeah. So – uh, all reasonable ones. <laughs> you'll read number one? No, I was saying we take all reasonable ones, but I guess I'll read number one. Oh, so, okay. uh, so starting off the Q&A, shout out Mason Migalski, first comment. Uh, he, likes to, he asks and wants to know if Mike Trout is the best baseball player ever. This is a, this is a good question because uh, it is good. when you think of individual athletes and stats, it's – he probably is, but he, he doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I think he's only made the playoffs once in his entire career, and they lost in the ALDS. I don't know who it was too, but I know they lost. Um, he's just never had a team around him. He's just individually been so yeah. good by himself, but when you're on a baseball team, you can't really carry a team. Like, his yeah, club replacement is historically good. 
And the MLB does nothing to market him. Like nobody, the fact that people don't recognize Mike Trout in the street. Yeah. Part of it's like a lot of it's on the MLB and a lot of it's also, I mean, Mike Trout doesn't do a whole lot outside of the MLB. Like he's not a really like exciting person. He's just a really good baseball player. He's like, he makes really good play. Like he's exciting on the baseball field, off the baseball field. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's something he can do. Maybe you should, if he really wants to be the best, he should start marketing himself more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he's definitely should be a very recognizable athlete. Like, a couple years ago, there was this article that came out about, like, how popular is Mike Trout as an athlete? And uh, somebody made some calculation as to, like, how popular they were. He was on the same level as Kenneth Fareed. Hey, shout out Kenneth Fareed. That's Kenneth the man, Fareed. man. I bet you that's didn't think Kenneth Fareed would be brought up on today's podcast. But there <laughs> that, yeah, that's the one random name that always gets brought up. Yeah. All right, but did you did you take a pick? Is he – I'm, I'm going to simplify. Is Mike Trout the best player ever now? Uh, Just yes or no? Yes. No yes, explanation? Yes. Yes? Yes. yes. He, okay. If I'm gonna tell you my pick. In today's league, he'd get smoked. Yeah, actually, that's that's an argument for another day. Actually, mm, all around player, yes, not the best hitter of all time. All right, that makes sense. All right, well, question two. Thank you for the question, Mason. Yes. Uh, shout out. Uh, shout out Spencer Yak. He asks, "Are you believe 2020 being the Big Ben revenge tour coming off an injury?" He does not have the lumberjack beard anymore, though. He shaved it off. He did shave it off, and I'm disappointed. I love that beard. Uh, but Big Cooper. Ben's, Big Ben's a heck of a character. Yeah, but this – I was thinking about that Steelers team, and they're they're kind of dirty for next year. They got a great defense. They got great weapons on offense. And Big yeah, Ben so they, uh, has done a lot with They less. got rid of their first oh. rounder for Mika Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, which was a heck of a deal. Yeah, as Mika Fitzpatrick had statistically one of the better ends of the year I've ever seen a defensive player have, at least, well, not ever, but he was a turnover machine. He is all over the field. Um, Juju, like Eddie Jackson. What? Like Eddie Jackson. Mika Fitzpatrick's better than Eddie Jackson. Topic for another day. <laughs> You're gonna keep doing that, <laughs> but, but he is. Because we we um, got, cool. We got a lot of questions to go through. Yes, here, we do. So. Um, Big Ben. I don't know about the revenge tour. I think he's still going to be good, but there's going to be a week where he gets a little minor leg injury and he'll pull up to the facility in a walking boot and he'll somehow play that week because he does it every year. Um, I don't know. My my opinion is like, I think him and Brady, I think this is the beginning of the end for them. I think they're both going to start to decline. I don't know how many years it will be, because I I don't I can't see them you know having multiple bad years before hanging it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the Steelers will be good. I think he'll be good enough to still be a starting quarterback. But I think now is when he, we're going to really start to see his digression. You know. Yeah, and to add another name to that uh, digressing list, I think Drew Brees is actually going to be the worst of the three. That's a hot really. One. Yes, I uh, think. The reason he'll still be like productive because he has Michael Thomas, who is like he's not a deep threat. Well, not deep threat, but like he's much more of like a 
10 yards and in kind of guy. And Drew Brees' arm isn't as he – doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball as far as he like, used to. So having a guy like Michael Thomas who can run slants and out routes and get open and catch the ball consistently, <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing that can help him out. So I, I think I, I think Big Ben is going to digress the quickest because he's going to get out of shape. And he's already taken a lot of hits, already has a lot of injuries. So I see, I can see him physically checking out earlier than everyone else. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, good question, Spencer. Yeah, good Your question. other question, why isn't RG3 a starter? Just because he's not good. That one was not a good question, but, you know, we appreciate all questions. Yeah. Um, RG3, he, I mean, he had a heck of a rookie year. And then he got hurt in the playoffs. And then ever since then, he's just not been good. Yeah, currently he w- – Oh, he's a, he backs up uh he backs up Lamar, Lamar. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But nah, not a starter. No. Um Des, shout out Des Shelton, uh my my former roommate. Uh he says, Do you think the NBA should shorten the upcoming season, especially since the Olympics got rescheduled to next summer? Des, I'm gonna direct you to about like thirty seconds in to the podcast and that question will be answered for you. Yes. Already got uh, his- already got that. <laughs> His next question is thoughts on load management in all professional sports. I don't I think, really I, see load management besides basketball that much. Um, yeah, NBA is, is there low? Is there low management in hockey because they play eighty-two games too? No, there's no load management in hockey. Yeah, those, those, those guys are whatever they can. Um, you know, I think it's a situational basis for load management. Um, it depends on the player, the situation, and how they're feeling. Obviously, I think if a player feels like they should play, then they can play. But I was always on the side that if the player doesn't want to play, then or they feel uncomfortable, then don't yeah. force them, you know? This was an interesting point I heard. So part of my take interviewed Carl Malone. And Carl Malone, he, he's, not a, he's not big on load management. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a classic guy. That's the mailman right there. Yes. So – he played uh, in his MVP season. I think he played 82, 81 games. He only, he, I, don't, I don't think, you know, I think he only missed like one or two games. Um, he lo- he's went out and played every game. Um, the biggest point he made was, if you're gonna sit out a game, sit your home game. So then your season ticket holders, they can deal with missing a game of yours. If it's a road game. Fans will travel to see you if, like, you have fans in other cities. So he's thinking uh, of it from a fan standpoint. I, yeah, well, I don't think it's less home and away. I think it's more nationally televised games versus, yeah. uh, you know, other games. I can see that. Like, um, that, that is, that's what costs the league money, you know, not just the teams. Because the, the teams are all for it because they just want to win. Mm-hmm. It's really the NBA as a, as a league are losing money on those on those back-to-back, you know, national TV days that players have taken off. So yeah, um, I think they're. I think they're gonna. They can come up with. The good thing is, I don't think it's that much of a problem. I think they can come up with ways to, you know, work with it. Um, like they're starting to limit the amount of back-to-backs that teams play and stuff. So, I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. But I do think load management, you know, is a thing that people yeah. should consider. Uh, Des all asked what team needs Cam Newton. Still a free agent right now. I wanted the Bears to sign him. I think uh, I would say New England, but I think New England's like 
fully sold on Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could see him in Belichick's system. I think I could absolutely see him in Belichick's system. You can? I think uh, if Cam can just focus on being a pocket passer, that's exactly what Brady was. So You know, you know what I think would be a, an interesting move for Cam, but uh, maybe not the best move. I, I could see the Browns maybe signing him, kind of pulling like what the Bears did to put pressure on Baker. You know, you're you're either gonna come out with a former MVP, uh, with Cam Newton if he's playing well, or Baker Mayfield, and I think you know they can help each other out. You know, I can see that. Competition. I can see that. I think that would, that would be an interesting move. I think. But yeah, I, I would like to see it. It's unlikely, but it's something to think about. Yeah, and then does ask who will be the starting QB for the Bears Week One, and if I'm going right now, I'm still going Trubisky. I think they got too much. Riding on him to not at least give him a chance at the beginning of the season before they bring him foals, if they bring him foals. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, this is the year Bisky's on the line, Nagy's on the line, and Ryan Pace's on the line, too. So it's it's really all or nothing this year. Yeah. You can't just throw Nick Foles in there because you really don't know. I so, completely no. agree. I think the Bears start Trubisky week one. Um, I think they, like, they brought in foals. Just to put pressure on Trubisky, like, hey, like, you know, you got to be better. The good, the good thing is that now they know they're going to get answer. You know, there's no waiting around, no guessing game. He's either, he's either good enough that that they can we see stuff in him that he can actually take this team far, or you find out right away an old beat up Nick Foles beats him out for the job, and you know, all right, we can move on from him. You know. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I think the Bears, at least they're kind of narrowing it down. They're like, all right, we're going to just, like, put pressure on them is basically what it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't oh. have a very detailed answer for that. <laughs> Jimmy Snyder, uh, shout out, Jimmy. These are all my Indiana ACAC boys. Shout out, Acacia, Indiana. Uh, who do you think will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders between Carr, Mariota, and Peterman? He he didn't need to put Peterman in there. I know. I I said not Peterman. That, that that's that was our reply. <laughs> um, here's a weird one. I bet you Mariota gets a he gets a specialty package in Gruden's system. Carl will be the starter, oh, yeah. but Mariota will still be used, kind of like how um, what's his name? Oh, Tyson Hill. No, I'm trying to M- minus like the catching. Oh, the head coach of the Titans. I forgot his name. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel, yes. How did I forget that? Um, yeah, he had like a like a pity package for Mariota since he benched him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, Gruden will find ways to use Mariota. Yeah, but I think it. Carr Carr will be his guy in the end. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Derek Carr is that bad of a quarterback. I don't think either. I think either than like both of them have ability, but um, neither but their ceiling is not that high. Either. Yeah, their ceiling's not high. They're not that great. So. Um, and then he asks, is Marshawn Lynch the greatest human alive? I'd say between him and Dennis Rodman, they got to be two of the most entertaining characters in sports. Uh, Ric Flair. I, I got to put Ric Flair up there. Ric Flair? Woo! 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 Yeah. Rick Shout out Ric Flair. One of the greatest humans alive. Um, here, I'll, go to, I'll, I'll, read some, I'll read some of these. Um, yeah, you go ahead. Another one from Jimmy Snyder. Who's the more average player, Alec Burks or Justin Holliday? 
<laughs> Did you guys have this conversation? Um, we might have someday, honestly. I don't really know the top of my head, but they're both pretty uh pretty average guys. No one's more average than Tony Snell though. Tony Snell, the infamous zero points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, 27. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Tony Snell. That's another you want to think here in this podcast. I, mean, I read some replies on like, whoa, just tweets like, oh, I bet you didn't think Lou Old Dang would show up in the comments. Like, <laughs> like, like okay. Shout uh, out Lou. Another one, Jimmy Snyder. Who would win in a food eating contest? Vince Wilfork or Jared Lorenzen? R.I.P. Jared Lorenzo, by the way. Oh, yeah. Great, great guy. Um, Vince Wilfork in a landslide. Yeah. Yes. What was, wasn't was Wilfork at max like 350 one time? He was he was pretty high up there. Yeah, he was. I mean, well, one was, was, one was, was a was big fella. One was a D-tech. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jared Lorenzo was still big. But yeah. I think it's I think it's Vince Wilfork. Um, next, one's, next one from Will Meyer. Uh, this is a good one. Do you think a guy go can ahead. go out to lunch with a girl just as friends? That's an excellent question because there's we have female and male listeners that I feel have strong opinions on this. But Cooper, I'm going to let you go ahead on this first. Okay, like what you have you have a good friend in high school that you haven't caught up with in a while. Can you go to lunch with them just one on one? Like strangers will look at it as a date. No, it's not. And as long as it's like it's just a normal conversation, just catching up, and you're not like, not like the guy doesn't buy the food for, her, like, just a normal catching up. Like, it's not a date. You guys can do that. So, so you're not worried about the implications about what it could possibly be perceived. Does it get exhausting having to explain yourself? It would be exhausting time. having to explain yourself, and I think that, uh, you know, if you're in a relationship and the girl sees it as like, hey, why are you doing that? I would, my response would be like, <laughs> I understand. I know it may look weird, but I promise you, like, it's just, you know, good friend from, you know, it could be middle school, it could be high school, it could even be elementary yeah. school, it could even be a neighbor. Yeah. But you, you can watch them yeah. catch up. It's fine. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a very targeted question. Oh yeah, you think but it, it all comes out here on take your pick? But uh, you know, my opinion, I, I think it's all right. But uh, I think uh, if the guy has a girlfriend or someone he likes, he should let him know because I don't. I think just to you know minimize the risk of a miscommunication where she could take it the wrong way, or vice versa, if a girl goes out to lunch with a guy and tell her boyfriend. So yeah, I think, I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good answer. It's a good, safe answer, you know, <laughs> very, yeah, very safe answer. All right. Um, so we got that one out of the way. Yeah. Shout um, out Will Meyer. Great. Shout question. out Will Meyer for that one. Um, next question is from Danny Schreiker, a best MVP in the NBA in the last decade. So from 2010, to <sighs> yeah, I uh, I hate to say it, but I really cut it down to two seasons of players that, as a Bulls fan, and just in general, I didn't like. But I think, to me, it's between LeBron's 2013 season and Steph's 2016 season. And 
as much as I hate to say it, I got to give it to Steph's 2016 season. I mean, first unanimous MVP. Can't first argue unanimous MVP. Um, the stats were just out of this world. And it was just like every night thing. Started to change the league. Started to make the three ball really cool. Started to make it almost cooler than dunking on people. It's uh, <laughs> you look at like if you watched that, the, you, know, you saw some of the final scores that the Bulls would have. It'd be like 78, 75. You will never see that again. Yeah, now yeah. you got now you got twelve year old kids stepping in the gym, <laughs> and the first shot they put up is like a bunch of half court shots. You know, trying to be like Steph Curry wearing the neon green Steph Curry shoes or something like that. Oh God. Middle school obsessed <laughs> with neon. I don't get it. We were hey, the kids one day. We, we were the we were the Nike Elite generation. Oh, the Nike Elite. This this generation is all neon stuff. So I'd take the Nike Elites over the neon stuff. Nike Elites were comfortable too. I actually like them. Oh, and they were fire, dude. When I got that new pack of Nike Elites, I was like, mm, Yeah, you feel like a super. I'm gonna be the <laughs> I'm gonna be the flyest at school. These are gonna go great with my <laughs> Derrick Rose stupid lights. <laughs> shorts past your knees <laughs> and like uh uh it was uh, you dressed up like you're playing basketball every day yeah exactly that's funny um thank you danny for the question um will maher his predict uh he's asking for predictions and analysis for friday's showdown between me or will and me versus brian hall and jake healy um that is actually postponed that will not be happening friday but we will save that for are you. Are you going to explain it? Like, what? what's the showdown? It is a golf match. So we'll be playing just a quick nine-hole round, on, which would have been tomorrow at 4.30, but um, I unfortunately have other plans. Ooh. So, what? Going out to lunch with a friend? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. We'll, we'll um, do it that way. All but, right. Um, so... Uh, maybe we do you know when it's going to be postponed till? Uh, I don't know what day exactly. Maybe you could give us a uh, live updates on the podcast Instagram on Take yeah, a Pick. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll see. We can post Instagram stories. Yeah, Pete, we could. Uh, no, we could let us know if you want updates. Yeah, but uh, my pick is going to be Coop and Meyer. Thank you. I don't think Hawk can, you know even make it nine courses before passing out after yeah. all the drinks. <laughs> Non-alcoholic drinks. Non-alcoholic, yeah, like no. Right. Um, well, Will Maher, thank you again for the question. Um, was uh, Spencer, with another question, just asked, what is life? Wow. Ball is life. You ever get into that deep thought and you're just like, how – like? You look at like the entire galaxy. And you're like, how did this start? What, 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 what started all this? You know, on the weeknights, you know, when there's nothing going on and I get bored. I don't know if you do this, but I just go on YouTube binges, where one video turns into another, and I do always come across videos like that. Like, how did human evolution begin? Yeah. Or what caused the Big Bang? Stuff like that. Yeah, I. Uh... I found a video one time. I was like, what if like a really big asteroid hit earth and it just like showed a cartoon animation of what would happen. It was weird. It was just, yeah. Oh, we'd no, be like dead. The sun hit earth or something like that. Like what? That was nuts. <clears throat> um, thank you Spencer for the question. Um, 
Chase Evans, shout out to you. Um, who's taking the last slash go ahead shot? LeBron or Kobe? He puts in stats. LeBron is 17 of 50 in his career, and Kobe is 14 of 56, both four of eight in the playoffs in last second or go ahead shots. Yeah, I saw this one and I, I already thought about it, and I've, I've got my pick. And I think if I'm, if you're directly saying who is taking the last shot, I'm going with Kobe. But if you want to say who do you want the ball in this person's hands to make a play, I'm going with LeBron because I think LeBron has made the right read in situations where it's, you know, kick out to a teammate mm-hmm. where, you know, Kobe will shoot over triple teams, you know, sometimes. Um, so, would, and they got pretty similar numbers here. Yeah. I would actually take LeBron and both because Kobe's hit more memorable game winning shots, but like, he wasn't necessarily – I've seen some stats where he actually wasn't necessarily as clutch as he is as advertised. Look it I up. Mean, he was, Nick, he Wright was has, Nick Wright has something on it. He's Well, uh, of course. He, Nick he's Wright. a LeBron sexual. He's a LeBron sexual. Right? So he's like that. But um, <laughs> that's one thing I actually agreed on with him. He, he did say that, like, Kobe's not as clutch as you may think. Now, obviously, rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect him because he's still one of the greatest ever, top five player of all time, or top ten. I'm not going to list numbers right now, but he's. Yeah, a, yeah. But um, he's not. The clutch, like the clutch shots he has hit, are like in really big moments. But it's not like consistently though. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I probably sound like an idiot saying this too. Like LeBron and Kobe have both hit clutch shots, so I just think I'd take LeBron. Yeah, I, I would both. I would live with both of them, honestly. Yeah, there's no wrong. Like, there's no real wrong answer. I'd see both. Yeah. Sides. So, yes, thank you, Chase, for the question. Um, another question for him. Uh, thoughts on the NBA, NBA MVP award? Should they rename it, or should it be voted on at the end of the season, like after the playoffs? Um, yeah, we I agree. we talked about. <clears throat> you go ahead. Yeah. Um, you're saying we did. We actually did talk about how we, uh, you could name the MVP after the playoffs and then go based off the entire season. I like that. Um, but what about renaming it? Oh yeah, I, I don't really. The name to me doesn't uh, matter to me as much. And if they are going to rename it, you know, now would be a good time maybe to name it after Kobe Bryant. You know, to honor him or you know. Name it after someone like Michael Jordan. Um, just, I guess, to make it more historical. But I, I definitely think they should wait till the end of the playoffs before they announce the MVP. Because yeah, the playoffs I, is com- are completely different than the regular season. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, we've already talked about it. Like, if they, had, if they did an MVP of the entire year last year, Kawhi Leonard would win MVP. So. Exactly. And he only played, like, 50 games. Yeah, it was just wild. <laughs> Um, so again, thank you, Chase, for the question. Um, Luke Westerman, better story of youth triumph, the miracle on ice or chicken lit. So, um, this is, this is where I have to give the background story of this. So, um, recently, since I haven't been able to caddy, that's usually my summer job. I've gotten started on Uber Eats and I'm telling you, I actually enjoy it. It's fun. Drive around, listen to music, listen to your podcast and you just deliver food. Yeah. You. 
order Uber Eats and Coop might show up at your door. Might I just might show up at your crib. But um <laughs> I picked up an order at uh this place. It's in Naperville, it's on Ogden. It's named Chicken Lit. Heck of a name, by the way. Um some of you have already heard this story kind of in like a shortened thing. I have a private story on Snapchat and I just kind of gave a little story and like a little background on it. But basically I uh I walk in the door and it's this little girl. I think she's six years old. And I'm not exaggerating that she was six years old. And in her baby voice, she's like, Hi, who's the order for? And I was like, uh uh, this is an order, I'm picking up an Uber Eats order. And then she just screams, Uber Eats and like I don't know. It was just confusing that she was running the cash register. It's like, it's obviously a family run business, but if you're the dad, you're going to send your six year old daughter to the front and have that be the first person you see. I don't know. I just like hey, start them early, you know, to work at chicken lit. I don't know. But then and then, what this little, this little door in the back and then an eight year old kid walks through it and he has gloves on. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's cooking food. He's, He's, he's tossing the chicken with his dad in the back. Yeah, he's cooking it up in the <laughs> He's a better cook than me, probably. Wait, so then, so Chicken Lit's just this chicken place? Yeah, it's like they, they make, like, you know, chicken centers and stuff. It's like, it's like, a, uh, it's like an Asian family that runs it. But um, I thought, like, they would, I don't know, they just, they're making American food and they just make fried chicken. And, um, and then... What's the, then? What's Miracle on Ice? Miracle on Ice was a bunch of uh, college kids on the USA hockey team that beat the Soviets. In the oh Miracle, the Miracle on Ice. You know the Miracle on Ice. Oh, oh, I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking of something else. It's a different. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much the kids at Chicken Litter getting paid. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I think it's too early to tell about uh, the. Uh, the long-term impact that chicken that, lit has had. Just wait till they go also, global. Chicken lit might also be child labor. Which, uh, that's not my issue. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the guy that's running the chicken lit. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that place. Just is, might. We'll see. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Luke, thank you for the question. Uh, appreciate it. Um. Parker, which ones should we go on next? Chase has a lot of them. I don't know if we have. Time yeah, them. yeah. I'm just gonna choose this one from Chase because, sorry, Chase, we can't get to all your questions, but um, this one had a nice little thread going on, a little conversation between the viewers. Um, so Chase asked, similarly to politics, as new generations tend to be neutral and not pick a side. Do you see this reflect on kids now being fans of better players rather than just one team? Example, Steph Curry fans or LeBron fans. And um, then we had a, a nice exchange between Chathan talking about how Steph changed the game in a way um, that now kids are playing like he plays. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I've I mean I've seen it with kids my own age so uh, yeah and so just to go off you real quick and then Chathan asked the follow up question I guess to simplify Chase's question is it necessarily bad to like and follow a player rather than a team I think I I understand why kids do because they really like a player I mean personally I'm 
I'm always loyal to like where I'm from. So I'm root for all Minnesota except for hockey, weirdly enough. Never I hockey hasn't really been big in my family. But um like I have a friend from college, Danny Siegel. He I don't think he's listening to an episode, but I'll <laughs> tell him a shout out here. He is a LeBron fan, Tom Brady fan, and Ohio State. So his parents yeah. I think his dad went to Ohio State. He's loved LeBron his entire life and he loved Tom Brady his entire life. But he also says he's a Bears and Wolf fan. Yeah, I, I don't really care if people follow players. But then when they also start saying, yeah, I'm a fan of this team and also this team and also this player, that's when I'm like, all right, well, how can you be a fan of so many different no, and teams I, that are competing against I each get other? it. He's like, I respect, like, you know, players that are, like, at, like greatness. And I understand that. Yeah, but I respect it, too. There are times where I also see it as, like, he uses it as like a oh the bears are horrible, uh it's fine. Tom Brady's still the greatest ever, and he yeah. just, he loves Tom Brady. It's weird because he's an Ohio State fan, and Tom Brady went to Michigan. Yeah, and I'm like he's like oh he wasn't that good in Michigan. I don't know. It's, I think it's the most interesting fandom I've ever seen. You gotta have like a pecking order with that thing with that stuff. You know, if you like different players and different teams, that's fine. But you know, when it comes down to it, are you gonna cheer for? The Bulls or went up against the Bulls. You can't be like, ah, well, I like them both, so I don't really care what happens. That's that's when it gets fishy to me. I've never heard about it, but for me, I like I like players, and I but I also like you. I like teams that I'm around, so I'm Bulls, Bears, mm-hmm. Cubs. But I do like players. I follow LeBron his whole career. I I like watching LeBron, but when it comes down to it, I've hated LeBron when he's hated LeBron's teams, so. Yeah. Exactly, but I respect what he's done. So exactly, you can you can absolutely hate LeBron as a player, not as a person though. He's a he's a great guy off the court, except for yeah. that one China comment was a little fishy. <laughs> other than that, he's great. Hey, one blemish on the record. <laughs> Who cares? It, it, Coop, I wanna I wanna read off the next question for you here because this was a great question asked by Nick Arthur's. Yeah. Shout out, Nick. Um, this has to relate with what's been going on recently in the world, but um. He asked, are the current problems with Iowa's football program going to hurt her, their performance in the fall? And um, uh, I said that you will be ready for this one. So do you want to give, like, a quick background? Yeah. What's so recently the um, Iowa strength and conditioning coach, Coach uh, Doyle, I forgot his first name, um, lots of players have kind of made their stories public about some things that he's done in the locker room that have been considered racist to them or kind of offensive and reading these stories, um, like 10 or player, 10 or 11 players have like come out and said something. And, um, you know, it's not good. The coach has already been put on administrative leaf. Um, my expectation is he probably gets fired. Leaf. And, uh, yeah, personally what I think it is oh, also coach Doyle denied it. He said some of the stories just aren't true, uh, which I is, False. Coach Doyle absolutely did that. If you have 10 players coming out and saying this, he did it. Like, um, yeah, I don't think this hurts the team in the fall. In fact, I actually see a lot of chemistry getting better with the – not only the players, but with the head coach, Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz has addressed it wholeheartedly. He says that um, there's a lot of stuff I've seen that, like, you know, I wasn't really aware of – he, he might have been aware of it, but what I like is that Kirk Ferentz is addressing it. And he says, we need to do something about it. 
And yeah, I think the yeah, alumni, going off you, you go ahead. Yeah, you go the ahead. alumni of Iowa's program all love Kirk Ferentz. He's a player's coach. And I think this is actually going to only help the team when it comes to their chemistry. Um, in the fall, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that, like, they lose to Ohio State this year because of a chemistry issue. Like, I still see them going, like, an 8-4, and 9-3 and three maybe. But um, I, I still think the chemistry is going to be just fine. I think Kirk Ferentz is um, doing a really good job with being, a you know, the – main guy in the locker room when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially because there hasn't been a whole lot of major controversy when it comes to, you know, the locker room in Iowa football and at least, well, not until being, it wasn't public until now, but you know, I don't know. I think everything's going to be fine. Just there are some internal issues with the coaches that need to be addressed, you know, start on a clean slate and just, let the players' voices be heard. Yeah, go, going off that, I I agree with you. I don't think it's going to affect them because that they're addressing it and moving on from it now. Because some of some of these off the field stuff actually do affect teams. Like if you see what happened with Penn State, and they you know kept it under wraps for years, so they they mm-hmm. knew what was going on. And ultimately, when everything came out, you know it took forever for them to you know recover. But I yeah. think the fact that Iowa is addressing it. They're looking to fix it. Um, I think that's a good sign. I think they'll mm-hmm. be talented enough to, you know, still be in play in, in Big Ten season next year. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be an issue come in the fall. I think they'll probably. I mean, they've already talked virtually too about this kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, players who weren't affected by it, they're also standing by the players that were ta- like speaking out and stuff. So, I think everybody's kind of starting to band together with it. Uh, so, Coop, next question is from Chathan. He asks, is Kirk Cousins the best – yes, he did say Kirk Cousins, the best quarterback the Vikings have ever seen? No. <laughs> no. I, Who is? Brett Favre? Best quarterback in Vikings history? Fran Tarkington? Probably Fran Tarkington. Um, what about Brett Favre? Favre had a heck of a year. But he was only there for two years. Well, one and a half, kind of. Um, yeah. Right. It's definitely Fran Tarkinson because he won an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. So uh, not Kirk Cousins? That was a sarcastic question, Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spencer Yak asked a very good question. How many licks does it take to get to the get to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? So, I have no idea. I'm talking about some what? Kid a long, some kid a long time ago did a study on it. What was it? It was like 630-something. Well, there you go. Coop knows that random statistic off the top I remember, of the I saw it on like a YouTube account. <laughs> yeah, he legit did it. He got like 600-something. But, but no one – Jimmy asked a follow-up question to that. Jimmy Snyder says, how many – nobody ever asked how many looks does it take to get to the center of a blow pop? Buy more. Is it more? I think so. No, the blow pops are smaller, right? No, they're about the same. No, toot- no, yeah, they are bigger. The Tootsie are Pop. They? So let's I would double it, yeah. The blow pops are bigger than the Tootsie Pop, right? I don't know. I don't I don't like those. I think uh, yeah, I don't like them either. Blow pops suck. I think they're the most overrated candy on the planet. I am in agreement with you, Coop. Lollipops are suckers. Were only good when I was like five years old leaving the dentist's office. 
Yeah. After that, I never want to sucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next question is from Laura Kelly. Shout out, Laura. She asks, is water wet? God, I hate this question so much. <laughs> Why? You don't Because you don't have an answer? It's like I it think requires so much thinking for a question that is just so – it sounds so stupid, but it actually is like a good question. It is, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the what is life question, you know? It's, what is it requires a lot of – Like it's the a, water wet one, you need like a – It's a little more scientific, one. you know? Yeah. Um, it's like is fire burning? Yeah, like – that's uh, Lil Shawty's fire burning on the dance floor. Yeah, Sean Kingston had it. <laughs> but um, water technically is not wet itself. That's your pick. Yeah, I think water is wet. God, I didn't. I didn't want to disagree with this. <laughs> I think a specific so, object. So you say you take. Let me ask you a question. Say you take a fish out of water and you dry the fish with a towel. Now the fish is not wet. Yeah. But the, you took all the wetness off, right? Yeah. And what did you water take off? Water causes wetness. The wet. Water, because water is wet. together with itself. The natural it elements. Everything wet with itself. I think the natural elements of water, it's wetness. We learned that in, in chemistry. I remember it. <laughs> I'm not getting into it. I'm not a scientist. Uh, that's, that's, that's a tough question. We, uh, we're not scientists here. We're just two Whatever. podcasters. Yeah, we're, I'm just a just kid hanging out. Um, Trevor Ross. Trevor Ross as both in their college prime. Who would you rather have in your team, Reggie Bush or Saquon? It's a great question since Reggie Bush just got like recognized again by yeah. USC. So Reggie Bush needs to get his Heisman back because he yeah. got ripped for it. Does Saquon? Reason. Saquon have a Heisman? No. Saquon I gotta go to Reggie Bush. I mean, Saquon was good. Saquon lost to Baker Mayfield, I think. I don't think actually. I don't even know if Saquon got invited. I think Bryce uh, Bryce Love got invited over him. Jeez, which is kind of weird. But um, Saquon in their prime, they're kind of do two different. Uh, in, in college, we're talking here. In college, I think Saquon. I think Saquon's a, a, about to hit his prime. You know, in the yeah. NFL, I think he's a, he'll be a better NFL type running back than college. Yeah. I think Reggie uh, Bush was college. Reggie Bush just had a few injuries that kind of plagued him. Yeah, he had a couple of good years in the league, but uh, on the same day, he got he got a ring. Oh, but in college, the Saints, right? Yeah, the bounty team. Uh, we don't. I don't talk about that bounty team. <laughs> but in college, I'm taking Reggie Bush. In college, I think you have to. I mean, watch he, he has the highlights. Yeah, seriously. Watch Bush has, yeah, honestly. I would I take Reggie Bush's highlights. Very are slight, slight advantage. I agree. Um, I can see why you'd so, take Reggie Bush. Uh, Des Shelton asks again uh, another question Coke or Pepsi? Um, hot one here. I see zero difference. You see zero difference? That that is hot. First there's, off, I got uh, there's like a difference that is like so slight that I don't have a preference. You know, I know why it does that question because we both like Coke. But uh right by our house at school there was a circle K 
and we'd always get this drink, uh, the Polar Pop from there. And it was always a cherry Pepsi Polar Pop. And it was so good. Like we would have it every night. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really the only Pepsi product that I've actually tried because I've always just like Coke products. Mm -hmm. But if I'm drinking a soda, I'm just drinking the soda straight up. I'm not drinking no Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. I want either like Cherry Coke or Cherry Pepsi. I like what I want the most flavor, the most sugar. But if I have to, I, I strictly have cherry soda. If it's cherry Coke or cherry Pepsi, no difference. It's so good. It has to be that. So or you get the you, sour one and you get cherry vanilla. That's even better. Oh yeah, cherry vanilla is really good. Um, Danny Schreiker uh, asked a question here for you, Coop. Who would win in a game of golf, eighteen holes? You or Joe? Um, we actually, so Joe asked a question in our last Q and a saying, uh, he's, are you ready for me to take all your money in a skins game this summer, which we played one already, but, uh, he won barely, um, in like a straight up 18 hole round, Joe's handicap is a little bit lower than mine. So he'd probably beat me, but, um, there are days where I definitely could beat him on like a good day for me. But, like, on a good day for both of us, he'd beat me. Like, he can go low. That's just what it is. That's an honorable honorable man there. My goal is to get better, though, and make it a closer matchup. Um, I'm going to ask you two. We got last two questions here. I'm going to end with a good question from Brian Haw. Uh, But first, Tyler Kuda, shout out, uh, asks, who's a bigger degenerate gambler, Cam Polzois or Joe Donzelli? You know, they're about, we're about to expose some people here on Take Your Pick. Uh, I don't think that's actually exposing because people know that Cam gambles. Yeah. Cam, yeah. Uh, Cameron Polzweiss, welcome to your first mention on the show. Um, <laughs> Cameron, I would say, has an odd. He does? Yes. Because I hear I mean, like, the amount that he, he puts on certain things, and it's like – Oh, he's throwing big money. Oh, big money. Well, it's, that's that CGC caddy money. Oh uh, yeah, true. He loves. Could you, could you compare uh, his habits to uh, a one Justin Simpson? Uh ooh. Justin, I mean, maybe maybe that's a good. Justin has brothers that love horse racing, and he just he's already got a pick in for the Belmont Stakes in the, in the next couple <laughs> of weeks. He was telling us last night, he's like, "Hammer, tis the law," and I'm like, "All right, I'll tis take the work. law." Tis the law. All right. Yeah, now take your pick endorses Tis Your Law. Yeah, we are a Tis the Law <laughs> podcast now. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes come when the Belmont Stakes comes around. Um, but, like, hearing some things that Cam bets on, like, yeah. Or, like, they also do day trading, which I just think is, like. Oh, yeah, it's tough. I, I did put a little money on something, though. I had, like, I had a free investment on Robinhood, and then I just – Took it out at like seven dollars, so I bought a couple shares of like what WMC. So I'm just gonna see how that goes. It was like a really, it was like a cheap stock, so I just said, "Heh, why not?" All right, well, so Cam gets the nod. That's what I think. Okay, I don't really know about Cam's habits. I don't think Joe's that bad. I think a more comparable one, I guess, would be Justin. But yeah, apparently Cam gets the nod. I understand where he's going from. Uh, thanks for the question, Tyler. And uh, lastly, Brian Haw. Shout out to Mr. Brian Haw himself. He has a pretty good question that, that I think 
can help end the show because we might transition talking about this. But he talked about, or he asked, what are your thoughts on Sammy Sosa not being allowed back at Wrigley Field, as well as him not being accepted in the club's organization after hitting 545 home runs for them? And this is a great question because this coming Sunday, uh, there's going to be a new 30 for 30, not the last dance. I don't know if we'll be covering this 30 for 30, but it's on Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's home run chase in 98. So we'll yeah. definitely check that out this Sunday. Yeah. Um, let us know. In the, uh, just give us some feedback if you guys want us to review it, because we could yeah. if you want. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch it. I'm actually very interested. Oh, in yeah. Um, but on his question, I think it's BS. Sammy Sosa should absolutely be recognized like at Chicago. I agree. I, mean, I think – Especially uh, after they won the World Series, you know, at that point, it's been 108 years. You think they'd just be over, you know, all these mini beasts that they have. I thought they were going to invite back like Steve Bartman or something. Imagine if they did. They did. Uh, well, Some fans saying they should, and Steve Bartman they, put out a statement after they won. He's like, "Hey, congrats to all the Cubs fans and like the Cubs." Yeah. Fans yeah. I mean, I feel bad for that guy, but I agree, Sammy Sosa. I don't understand why the Cubs still shame him you know it's not like he was the only guy during that era that was taking steroids and other guys like Mark McGuire have been welcomed back Barry Bonds even got welcomed back in San Francisco I'm pretty sure yeah I like I get if people don't want to invite them or induct them into the Hall of Fame but I mean for your own home organization to just kind of turn their back on you I don't get what the Cubs are doing with that I think that are not handling that situation well. Yeah, I don't think they're handling it very well at all. But I think uh, I think maybe after this thirty for thirty, there might be some more recognition because Chicago fans are just getting you know the jackpot with thirty for thirties this summer. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I think you know after this thirty for thirty, maybe people will start to remember Sammy Sosa some more. Maybe the Cubs will do something about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also, want to give a shout out to uh, the Cubs draft pick last night. I thought it was pretty cool. They drafted a guy named Ed Howard out of Mount Carmel in Chicago, and he actually played on the Jack. He was, like, one of the best players on the Jackie Robinson West team that made the Little League World Series, uh, Mm -hmm. like, 2013 or 14. Yeah. Um, And it was cool because, like, they had, like, a small little, like, celebration in Chicago for them, and Theo Epstein was there. And he said, like, to the team, like, you know, keep working your, like, keep working really hard, and who knows, maybe we'll draft you in 2023. Yeah, that's cool. He was going to draft him in 2020, and it was the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think that was, that was, a, that was a cool move. So shout out to the Cubs. The Cubs are doing good things there, but Sammy Sosa definitely need to fix ties there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one big thing I would agree with. Well, yeah, Coop, that's, that's all the questions. That's all the yeah, I think we got. I think we got through most of them. Sorry if we didn't answer your question. Yeah, but um, that was fun. Yeah, I like. I always love answering questions. I like getting the uh, listeners involved, so then they can mm-hmm. maybe hear their question answered. I like talking about some of the things, whether it's sports or not. I think it was fun. Yeah, we're open to anything. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, uh, that's today's show. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Um, again, let us know if you guys want us to review the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire documentary. Um, I'll definitely watch it. Um, it sounds like a very interesting one. It sounds like it's up my alley. Um, but yeah, that's today's show. 
Uh, we'll be back next week as regularly scheduled. And see you guys later. Yeah, I smoke on the big blunts. Yeah, yeah, I smoke on brass. Yeah, and I like the stunts. Yeah. I'm balling on the front. Niggas like the front. You know I like the front. I kiss you like a punter. My young niggas, my young niggas. I'm a head hunter. And I got no nacho. Eat niggas like tacos. My nigga don't want me. Don't want no get you in. Running from the cops, gotta keep my guard. When I see them cops, you know I have my gun. Middle finger fork, twelve, always on my blocks. Middle finger to them arms, we gon' pop at rocks. Pop a body, drop a drop, cop a body, do some They be talking about it, but don't know who be doing it. These niggas be talking, they let me squeeze, let me squeeze. XD, XD, let me squeeze. Yeah, Glock 17, 30 me, 30. Yeah, hang up about that what? Squeeze.